Why, hey there. Today in the show, I'm going to be sharing three sales and marketing principles that every ergonomics consultant should be using to get more customers. Welcome to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. I'm your host, Darcy Jeremy. I'm a board-certified professional ergonomist with over 15 years of experience delivering ergonomics programs to employers of all different types. In this podcast, I share what other healthcare professionals are already doing and being with ergonomics assessments and how to land those clients that you dream of. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode right now. Y'all, I am so glad that you're with me in today's episode because it's going to be an absolute banger. I'm going to be giving you some principles that you can apply to selling ergonomics so that you can become more effective and productive. And doesn't that sound awesome? Yes, that's exactly what we're going to be doing. The reason why I'm so fired up about this episode is that I have seen sales and marketing stand in between expert ergonomics consultants and building a thriving business. If people don't know that you exist, how are they going to work with you? And then second of all, once those people are interested in you helping them, how are you going to go about closing that sales situation? Well, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today, and I'm so here for it. Before we jump into the episode, I have to give you one more level of inspiration that really encouraged me to put this together. Part of the Business of Ergonomics program that I run called Accelerate, we have five monthly deliverables. And last week, I hosted a group coaching session. So with group coaching, it's a phenomenal way to see how other ergonomics consultants are putting together their marketing and sales and messaging and everything that comes together to be building a profitable ergonomics business. And one of our members, Cindy, she shared some absolutely amazing information. And the reason why this is so absolutely amazing is that she was sharing stuff that goes beyond any doubt that her services will be helping those people that she wants to serve. She built a whole business case on why ergonomic services, specifically hers, is going to save her customers money. And not only that, maybe even more importantly, besides the money talk, she shared how she is actually going to solve her customers' problems. That's amazing. The really clear thing that I got from this messaging is that Cindy knew exactly who she was going to serve. And her messaging reflected that. So there was absolutely no confusion. And she crushed it. So with that, let's talk about the three sales principles that actually work that you have to put into place immediately. I hope that piqued your interest because this stuff is good. The first thing I want to talk to you about today is to listen more than you talk. This is going to serve you in oh so many factors in your business. Some of the top aspects include your ideal client avatar research when you 
actually interview your ideal client avatars to put together a messaging plan. And then second of all that I really like, and this has worked for me so often in sales situations, you want to listen more than you talk. The reason why this is so valuable is that whoever's careful to listen more than they talk, you'll get more positive results and form a quality connection with whomever you're talking to. Your goal here is to understand the needs of your customers and not just jump in and express your opinion of the ergonomics fix or solution that you think could work with them without learning more about their situation. You want to take your time, get as much information that you can about the process at their workplace, and give them the best solution that will work for them. I'm sure that you can relate for being in a sales situation where you were the person being sold. And to be honest, you never had a chance to voice your opinion or to put a word in because the salesperson was preoccupied with sharing their opinion to why their particular product was the bee's knees. And maybe they didn't even care to ask you what you thought about it or your opinion, or if you're even interested in something like they're selling. And you feel just like a sales number or a target, or maybe that salesperson doesn't have your best interest in their heart when they're talking to you. And that's why listening more than you talk is so powerful. Trust is key in this system, especially in long-term ergonomics relationships that you have with clients. And I don't want you to jeopardize your reputation or integrity trying to make a big, quick buck here. There's two really great protocols that you can put into place. The first one is active listening. This is something that is truly awesome. And as an ergonomics practitioner, you can really relate to this because you get the big bucks to solve complex problems. Whether you're deciding if you can help a workplace in a sales situation or you're on the floor sorting out the root cause analysis at the job. The better that you understand the problem, the better that you can solve it too. And the more money you can charge for your services. This is awesome. So the four steps here for active listening is that you want to listen with the intent to understand. And you want to focus completely on listening. You don't want to multitask or think about what you're cooking for supper or picking the kids up from soccer practice or anything like that. You want to focus completely on listening here. The next thing you want to do is ask questions to understand. I'm going to talk about the specific questions to ask next, but you want to ask questions to understand, to clarify, and to peel away the layers of the onion so you can truly understand if you are a good fit for your client right now. The last part here is to summarize your prospect's points 
so you can be sure that you didn't miss anything and that your interpretation of what they're sharing is actually factual or maybe things got a little bit off track. So that's active listening. You want to combine active listening with not asking yes or no questions. And this is huge when you are in a sales situation and when you're trying to learn more about your ideal client avatar. The reason why yes or no questions are something that you should avoid like the plague is that yes or no questions kills the flow of the conversation. And the goal here is to get the conversation and the connection talking so you can learn more about them and if your services are going to be a really good fit and what specific services and protocol would be the best fit. For example, an example of a closed question for a meeting like this would be, do you have a return to work program that actively matches injured workers with accommodations within their functional abilities? You can see how your prospect would be able to say, Yes, confidently, absolutely, yes. We totally have that. However, their interpretation of a really good return to work program and your interpretation of a really good return to work work program would be completely different. And there would be so many opportunities missed that you can really tune in and see if you could help them. So a better question might be, Tell me about your return to work program. You'll continue to ask questions about the program, like what happens when you identify someone who is off of work because of injuries? Or another question could be, what happens when someone first says that they are experiencing pain or discomfort in the office? What what do you do in situations like that? It's so good because... Obviously, you're, you're kind of reverse engineering what your programs are based on how you're going to be asking these leading questions, right? And you're also able to really understand the different levels of their system and what's the highest priority that you can offer them. So you're not just offering office ergonomics assessments, but you're offering a holistic solution. Part of it might be office ergonomics assessments, but perhaps a bigger process is return to work planning. Without asking these open-ended questions and actively listening and really being engaged, you're going to be missing an opportunity to really connect with your client and to listen more than you talk. The second thing that I want to talk about is qualifying the lead. This is absolutely something that you should be putting in place into your business. And there's certain things that you can do on the forefront to ensure that you are qualifying the right lead. The reason why this is important is that based on how awesome your website is, how awesome your posts are on LinkedIn or wherever you like to post or reach out to clients, you could have a lot of people who are interested in your services. However, few are actually a good fit. And as an ergonomics expert, you know this is true, right? Like you, you're so pumped because there's someone interested in your services 
and maybe you sell them something that you're not quite sure that they're ready for, and then you go and you do your ergonomic service just to find out that it's a train wreck. They weren't ready. Or maybe someone comes to your website and they book a discovery call with you and you quickly realize that they're not exactly who you want to be working with. It could be that you're only working with corporate clients and this is an, an entrepreneur only interested in their own workstation. It's so important because ignoring this step is going to take more time away from your clients who could be really interested in your stuff. One aspect to this and how you create content that you want to put out there that really connects with who your ideal clients are is reverse engineering who you want to work with in the first place. And what this means is that whenever you produce content or you post anything in your business or develop new and exciting services, you're doing that with your ideal client in mind. So, of course, that's going to spark interests and encourage them to move forward with you. As I mentioned, this is really good when you're creating content, but it also makes sense with the types of services that would really serve who your ideal client is. And you can produce services that makes it an irresistible offer that works so well with what those clients need and on their budget that they'll have to say yes to your offer. And then lastly, this means that you reverse engineer your content and your services so that the person that you want to contact in that organization, you know, the gatekeeper, usually going to be human resources, that when you produce content, it catches their attention. So as I'm describing, this type of stuff works throughout your business. And whenever you're producing something, it should be for your ideal client person. Another reason why qualifying the lead is so important is in one of the value ladder strategies that I share with only members of the Accelerate Business of Ergonomics program, but I'm going to share it with you right now. So when you're first starting your business, you know that it can take a lot of time to get your first paying client. So what I share with the value ladder strategy is going after leads that you really want to work with and giving them an irresistible offer that they can't refuse. Okay, so what that means is that you are essentially pre-qualifying the lead. These are people that have good reputations, businesses that have good reputations, have a certain amount of employees that work at that organization. And quite frankly, they have a budget for your services as well. They're known to have health spending accounts for their employees, or they're known not to skimp out on employee wellness programs. They are leading edge for their industry, and you want to target those types of businesses in your cities with the value ladder strategy. So you're, like I mentioned, you're pre-qualifying the lead. And with sales and marketing, you're always paying for something. You're either paying for something with your time, or you're paying something for something with your marketing budget. So Pre-qualifying the lead works really, really well with the value ladder strategy. 
So you're cutting out the noise, making an irresistible offer to that company that you want to work with, whether it's a, a lunch and learn for no cost or another service that you know that they already need, want, and desire. You're making that offer to them. They're saying yes to that offer because irresistible. So instead of spending countless hours um, producing marketing content or advertising to get that person's attention, who's the gatekeeper, you're you're making them an offer that they can't refuse. You're going in, you're, you're doing this lunch and learn or whatever service that you're wanting to do. And at the end of that session, you show them that you're competent, you're confident, they know, like, and trust you, and you have an opportunity to talk about the other services that you offer. So when an injury does happen, because we all know that it's going to happen, it's just a matter of time, that you are the first person that they are going to call. Of course, you want to combine this with active listening and listening more than you talk and really wowing them. This is a really great strategy to get your ergonomic service business off the ground, but it boils down to this idea of qualifying the lead. You're not making this offer to anybody. You're making it to specific leads that you absolutely want to work with for a number of reasons. Another thing I want to talk about here is if you're in sales situations and there's people who are interested in your services However, you're realizing that it's not a great fit. Few people are a great fit. That's an opportunity for you to look at the process, your sales funnel, and how you go about changing that lead into a customer. So what is your sales funnel and where are the holes that you can repair? Is it you post something on LinkedIn to schedule a call? Do you advertise in in certain magazines, for instance, like local human resources chapters talking about um, your services and their struggles? Or do you have a buy now option on your website so that they can schedule an ergonomics assessment with you immediately? Either of these methods is absolutely fine, but if you're noticing that you are scheduling sales calls for people or if your sales aren't where you need them to be, it means that you have to fix your funnel and you need to put in more points where you're really making clear of who you're serving and how how about you go about qualifying that lead. So that's a really good opportunity for you as an ergonomics consultant. Okay, y'all, you're here with me. You're here with me for number three. I'm glad that you're all in on this because number three is... A really big idea, but this is the difference that makes the difference, my friend. Number three is to have that belief in what you're selling. You got to believe it. You got to be all in and you have to be confident that your ergonomic services are going to solve your customers' problems. Why is this important? Well. Your client may have never heard of ergonomics before they talked to you, and they didn't realize that ergonomics is the vehicle to solve their problems and all the benefits to what ergonomics can do for them. You have to be the leader here. You have to share the various parts of your business case 
and what's worked with your clients in the past and why it's going to work for your client that you're talking to right now. You have to believe without a shadow of a doubt that ergonomics is going to work for your client. And I'm not talking about this in a way that you're going to lie or act in a way that is not true to you or 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 lie for what your results could be for them or lie about what ergonomics can do for them. No, I'm talking about confidently sharing what ergonomics can truthfully do, but doing it in such a way that really promotes your services. And to be that leader, like I mentioned, for that client. This is, this is so huge in ergonomics, it really is, to believe in what you are selling, to go beyond any shadow of the doubt. And the best way to do this is to have that confidence in that sales situation. All right, y'all. So that closes off today's podcast. The top three ways, sales principles that you can put into place to make you more effective and productive when you're in your next client meeting or when you're marketing your services. So what's the one biggest takeaway that you have from this? Is it to listen more than you talk? Is it to qualify the lead? Or is it to believe in what you are selling, that confidence? Make sure to make a little note and decide what your next steps are right now because I know you can do it. I know that you can absolutely crush it. And it's the sales and marketing that really holds a lot of ergonomics consultants back from getting the traction that they deserve. So I really want to encourage you to move forward with this and any sort of steps, big or small, that will lead an impact in your business. Until we meet again, my friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I wish you all the best this week. Cheers. Accelerate the Business of Ergonomics helps healthcare professionals building their own thriving ergonomic service business, and it's opening for enrollment soon. You can register now just by going to ergonomicshelp.com slash biz to be the first notified once we open up the doors to accelerate so that you too can tap into the strategies to build, attract customers, and raise your income with your own ergonomic services. Join the notification list to get the processes, the resources, and your future members you'll work with inside the program. You'll be the first to know about any brand new free training that I release And you'll be the first in line when we open up the doors to accelerate the business of ergonomics next. All you got to do is head to ergonomicshelp.com slash biz to get started now.